lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the latest episode of Seven Friday Night, where there is no joy in Mudville if you're a 49ers fan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Beninos, who is also a 49ers fan and also hates the world as we record this Sunday evening. Welcome, Ben. Okay, so look, here's what I know. Dumb plays get bad results, Chase, and you can't play undisciplined football at any level from Pop Warner to high school to college to the mighty... 49ers and expect to get good results i can live with fumbles interceptions physical mistakes but the really dumb penalties have to go there i could coach the 49ers this is why my fantasy team is called los shanahats soon <laughs> i will be on nfl network screaming about all these things i am loving my career trajectory chase <laughs> you might be loving your career trajectory but i don't think your phone is loving my my texts uh, today everyone knows chase is this like nice guy he's like he's a, truly the better half of this podcast <laughs> but during a 49er game that is not it, it's just not reality it's just not yeah my sunday outlook hinges on the results of one football team it's not a good thing but perhaps some norcal high school football talk can soothe the soul i mean it's better than chicken noodle soup also hot take tomato soup is greater than chicken noodle no Whoa. rebuttals allowed. No Whoa. rebuttals allowed. Whoa, don't at him. <laughs> My goodness. Let's talk high school football. There were much fewer surprises in week three, especially inside of NorCal top 20. Most teams took care of business. I watched number 20 Rockland get a win in Antioch, but your game was much better than mine. So let's start with your impression of Sheldon of Sacramento and Aquilines of Lafayette. I find myself in the market for a grilled cheese sandwich right now. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so football. Yes. Uh, I did. I went to the Sacra the greater Sacramento area this weekend, as I said I would last week. Uh, this time I actually followed through. Uh, and I rolled into Sheldon uh, a little bit early, partly because I'd never been there before, uh, surprisingly, but partly because I greatly overestimated the, like, 4.5 minute drive that it took me to get from where I was staying to the stadium. Um, when I got there, who greeted me at the gate to the field, but none other than legendary Sheldon softball coach, Mary Jo Truesdale. Uh, awesome to catch up with her and talk a little Husky softball before we turned our focus to football. Uh, so wanted to mention that. Um, as you said, what a great high school football game. I actually turned to one of the Sheldon assistants, on the sideline in the fourth quarter and said, man, this is a great game. He turned back and said, maybe for you, because they were <laughs> really grinding. Uh, both teams were throwing everything they had at it. Uh, it was everything you want as a spectator. Big plays by both teams, lead changes, good individual performances. I just really, I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, things I learned, Aquilani's plays a pair of quarterbacks. Uh, Sully Bailey is a lefty. Jake Baselli is a righty. They split it one half each. And when I asked Floyd Burnsett after the game if that's been the plan all year, he said they did it earlier in the year, and it worked, so they stuck with it. Uh, I thought both played really well, really efficient, um, and they were able to move the ball when they needed to. Um, why change it if it ain't broken, right? <laughs> um, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the Dons later. Um, 
and I'm bullish on them. But uh, on the other side, the big three for Sheldon of Josiah Machado, Scott Nixon, and Devin Green is as advertised. They are really good. Where I'm concerned for the Huskies is the same place and the same takeaway as when I saw Las Lomas earlier this year. I saw a couple of their key players, um, Malachi Savage and Tylen Lomax, get hurt late in the game. And I think that could be a thing moving forward, especially because they got Jesuit coming up. So uh, I think Sheldon's a really good football team when whole. Uh, so I hope they don't miss much action. But uh, just a really good high school football game in South Sacramento on Friday. Awesome. So I'm going to pose the question. Is it possible that the Diablo Athletic League Foothill Division is the best medium school league in NorCal right now? I know that might be considered a hot take, but the league is 15-2 and two overall after its first three weeks of action. In addition to Akalai's big win at Sheldon, Campolino Moraga also went on the road and won at Windsor 28-26 on the last play of the game. Shout out to quarterback Dash Weaver and Scott Lyon for their last second connection that defeated the Jaguars. Ben, you've now seen half of that league, Akalai's, Miramani Arinda, and Los Lomas Wana Creek. Campolino remains the NCS Division II reigning champion, is this still their league until proven otherwise? So I have seen uh, three of these teams, and I'm going to tell you right now, of the teams that I have seen, I think I was most impressed by Akalanis. Now, remember what Doug Longero of Las Lomas in this league told us a couple weeks ago. This is Camp Alindo's league until someone proves otherwise, and that is 100% still the case in my mind. What I do want to point out, though, is something that we talk about with some of the coaches in this league every single year. There's a numbers issue that we have to deal with in this league. You remember we spent most of our Las Lomas week talking about depth and numbers and the fact that Las Lomas has 29 guys on the varsity. And we talk every year with Camp Linda coach Kevin Macy, uh, forthright or not, that their demographics are changing and the things are changing in their numbers. Akalanis has 150 kids in their program. Whoa. One, five, zero. So, you know, <laughs> if you're looking for health of a program, I think Akalanis is in a really, really good spot, especially because we know what Floyd Burnson can do with a program. He's done it for years. So uh, this is Campos League until someone says otherwise. Bottom line. But I think if you're wearing Akalanis blue right now, you're feeling pretty good about football. That's for sure. I, I think you're probably right. But yeah, you're, I mean, it's hard not to feel confident after going on the road and, and beating a team like Sheldon for sure. And they're, they're multiple. They're I mean, they call it a dynamic passing game. Um, Floyd Burns has been coaching offensive football and calling offensive plays for many, many years. And when they pulled out a double pass to tie the game in the fourth quarter, it was because they had used the entire game to set it up with bubble screens. Like it was premeditated and they were ready and it worked and that's good coaching and good execution. So yeah, a bullish on Aklanis, like I said earlier. You and I were watching the NFL kickoff uh, first play, first game of the season, Rams and Bills on Thursday night. And you happened to text me, do you know who's calling plays for the Bills? And in fact, I did. It was Ken Dorsey, who was a quarterback for the Floyd Burnside when he coached at Miramani High School. It sounds like you got a chance to talk to uh, Coach Burnside about about his uh, former pupil now being a uh, offensive coordinator. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. So you had the idea, hey, if you're going to go see Akalani's play, talk to Coach Burnside about what he thinks about his former quarterback. 
uh, calling plays for the Buffalo Bills. And so I, I started talking to him before the game and in the middle of our conversation, he was actually uh, telling me about the text exchange that they had had. Um, <laughs> the officials came over and started to do some pregame talk. So I didn't get a chance to get it uh, recorded. Fast forward to the end of the game. <laughs> Aquilinus wins and I'm feeling good. They're feeling good. So I felt like, Hey, let's try this again. And coach Burns had very graciously uh, went back through it and we got it on audio. Uh, I will also point out before we roll this audio that he pointed out to me, another former matador Sanjay Lal is actually Seattle's passing game coordinator this year. So a couple of uh, former mats in the higher ranks of NFL assistant coaches. So yeah, let's, uh, let's take a listen to what coach Burns had had to say after Friday night's game about Ken Dorsey. I'll uh, get one quick soundbite away from this game. How proud are you of Ken Dorsey as a coach and what he's done with the bills and, and uh, seeing him as an offensive coordinator? Oh, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. He's very good at detail. He's very smart. He graduated from Miami in three years with a double major. Uh, So I texted him last night after the game. I didn't get to see the game because we were at practice, but I texted him after the game and congratulations. And he said, yeah, we just got to keep it rolling, you know. But uh, he's a great kid. Did you know he was a coach when you had him at Miramani? I knew he could be if he wanted to, you know, but – you know, a lot of guys go into finance and other things, so, you know, when they're very smart. And, uh, so, uh, but I'm really proud of it. And I, and one of our other receivers is the passing game coordinator for the Seahawks, Sanjay Lau. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun. So we got two of them. I'll start by saying it was fun to read your story about current Miramani High quarterback Luke Duncan that we published last week because Miramani used to be QB high back when Coach Brunson was running things. So it was really cool to hear him uh, talk about that. It's cool to see the Matadors have a dude behind center again. And I don't know, the Coach Burns says legacy just keeps on going, man. It's pretty cool. Well, Marina football is in a good spot. I got to <laughs> yes. tell you, all three of those schools are good football teams this year. And they're coached by three fantastic uh, guys and three really good football coaches. Also, if you're Ken Dorsey, it, it doesn't hurt to have uh, uh, Josh Allen to call plays into, right? You own stock in Josh Allen, the pride of Fireball this year. Maybe, maybe. No hidden agendas here. (laughs) All right, so speaking of having a dude behind center, the entire Rockland backfield had dudes on Friday night at Antioch. Tailback Elias Brown rushed for 228 yards and three TDs on just eight carries. Fellow senior Mason Silva had 77 yards and a TD on 10 carries. And quarterback Joey Roberts was 5'8", 64 yards and two touchdowns. So the game I saw, I didn't say it wasn't, it wasn't a competitive one, but Rockland certainly looked like it was rounding into form. The Thunder are definitely a lot different team than what we saw of them last year. They're more physical, they're run-oriented, but they're definitely improving each week, and they were impressive to see. So I just wanted to get that shout-out to, uh, to Rockland because that was a one-sided affair, and it deservedly needed to be so because uh, Rockland showed up. This just in from the land of super surprising stuff. The <laughs> Sierra right. Foothill League ain't too shabby. Uh, you pointed out when we were talking this weekend that the league is combi- a combined 16 and four, and they're about to come back into the front and center position this week uh, with Folsom heading to Pittsburgh and then Folsom coming back to the Bay Area uh, to play De La Salle after that. Um Del Oro actually this week is taking on Menlo Atherton too in a game where if I live closer to Loomis, I would 100% buy a ticket to that. So yeah, this is 
this is going to be the most shocking thing that I say all season long. <laughs> it's a great time to be alive if you're a Sierra Foothill League follower, my friend. And now we're going to take a quick timeout for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened. Save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit nationalguard.com to find out more. Well, with Folsom coming to the East Bay this week, it was a no-brainer that we reach out to the coach of the NorCal Top 5 team that's hosting the Bulldogs. Pittsburgh is 3-0 and has looked good in getting there, and we might have kind of forgotten about them in the last couple of weeks as we focus on Sarah, San Mateo, and De La Salle, and a few others. We caught up with Pittsburgh coach Victor Galli this week, and we scheduled it for the same time as his fantasy football co-manager, Coach Terry Edson. So he'll make his stop, and we'll do it all together. We're expecting fireworks. Hopefully they don't disappoint. Let's listen in. Last year, we welcomed Sarah coach Patrick Walsh to the show and invited the third member of our crew, Coach Terry Edson, to join us in interviewing his former student-athlete because we know that secretly, Coach Edson has always wanted to be a journalist. <laughs> this week, we're running his journalistic career back with another familiar face as Northern California gears up for a primetime showdown between two of the top teams in all the land, Folsom and Pittsburgh. Talk about a podcast crossover for the ages. Let's say hello to the head coach of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Victor Galley, as well as the journalist himself, Coach Edson. Coach Edson, welcome. Oh, it's great to be here with my my prodigy and uh, fantasy partner, Coach Galley. Can't wait. Coach Galley, welcome. We'll have the nice tidbits for you. <laughs> All right, first things first. I'm ready. <laughs> First things first, let's get to the topic that our listeners are most interested in. The podcast's favorite fantasy football team. How did the Supergroups team fare on opening day? Okay, uh, let me start off on this, first of all. I'm in Orange County. This is our. This is a typical Galley Edson fantasy experience. I'm in Orange County. My sister gets remarried Saturday night. I'm flying home on Sunday. I get off the plane. The first thing I get is a text. What kind of partner are you? I'm calling you. You're not answering. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in an airplane. I didn't know I was supposed to have, uh, what's that called when you? Uh, Who's on the airplane? Airplane. The weekend of the yeah, NFL. Exactly. Jesus. So then I call him. He goes, yeah. I go, what's up? He goes, James Robinson. And I go, did we play him? He goes, no. I go, okay, great. So there's points. He goes, how about DJ Watt? I go, we didn't play him, did we? He goes, no. So that's that's the typical experience. He's talking crazy, all happy about all the guys on our bench right the draft. now. No, yeah, because he, so. these are people that he argued with me about. Yeah. about Mooney, how did Mooney do yesterday? I, I didn't play him either. Yeah, and I told you not to play Montgomery against the that's Niners defense. Wait, that, that's his answer. <laughs> did you hear that answer, Ben? He got the ball 20 <laughs> times. He got, what, 38 yards? Uh, 
Do you get points in fantasy for how many carries you get? No. I will say uh, that we argued last week about the 49er secondary. So I believed in myself and played Mooney, and that didn't work out. Yeah. yeah I thought th- I thought there was a, fl- a flashback from our 2003 game in the Oakland Coliseum when we played <laughs> these guys. It was a monsoon, it man. That was, was crazy, the, the weather. Oh, it was crazy. They needed, needed my ball dryer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is still on sale, ladies and gentlemen. If you're uh, looking for um, for well, a, a dry hey, ball, it works. It works. I it just like work. to, I just like to point out we lost. Okay, uh, we lost State, by okay. we lost by twelve. Who was a? We didn't play Cade York either, and he kicked a fifty-eight yard bomb. That but, was another good one by me. <laughs> that was a good one, but I picked that rookie linebacker though. Oh man! What's his name again from Jacksonville? No, you didn't. You wanted uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and then then you were cussing and screaming and yelling that that we didn't get him. And when somebody else picked him, that and he, that was a, a famous that was a Terry Edson tirade. Famous <laughs> Terry Edson tirade. We know all about these on Seven Friday Night. So, on all that right. note, we football. should we should probably talk about high school football. Coach Galley, your guys are off to a strong start with wins over Bethel, Liberty, and Cal High. As you've gotten a chance to see them in action this year, what's been your favorite part of the progress that your team is making early in the season? Um, well, I'll tell you one thing: we're we're getting we're getting better. We're still, you know, we're still not where we need to be. I don't think I don't think any coach would tell you that they're you know that they've arrived yet. So you know. Um, I'm really excited about our defense. Our defense has been playing well uh, since since opening night. Um, we're continuing to get better there. Um, offensively, I think um, you know our line, our inexperience with our offensive line was going to be uh, you know a question mark. And you know we're we're seeing some gains, and and you know obviously we we need to get better. But uh, saw some good things last week. Um, Cal Cal High was you know very well coached. Danny you know Danny Calcagno does. And, great job with those guys you know kind of a uh you know one of a known coach in the area for a long time that was my first playoff loss was to those guys back in 2002 when we played sam leandro the old janice dixon days i was a you know pretty good game went down to the wire but um you know i got a lot of respect for him and you know i know they're a young team and i think they're going to be pretty good when when um you know as the season goes on i think they'll make some noise in the playoffs when they when when that time comes um, I know this is uh, it's good. I mean, I, I don't. I've come to think of it, you know, because of the way we schedule. You know, I don't think I've. For me, I don't think I've been three and zero in a long time. I don't know going going in there, and, and obviously we got a humongous test coming up with with Folsom. Um, last year we played them, and it was Folsom's third game, and it was our first game um, when we played uh, down there last year. Um, and I thought we, you know, we played. You know, it was, a, it was a pretty good game for a while, and they scored, you know, at the end. So it, it was the game up until, you know, fourth quarter. Uh, but I, I, I feel we're a lot more prepared, uh, you know, that we have three games under our belt. I think that, um, man, this is, it's been a whirlwind for these last few weeks, you know, just traveling down to San Diego, the experience, you know, the great experience with the, with the Honorable and uh, all the people that took care of us down there. It was an awesome experience. But, man, the heat these last two weeks has been – unbearable I, I hate the heat i can't take it anymore it's just like for two weeks I, you know they've just been being tortured with this heat we made an adjustment last week and we went six i'm sure the programs did it too but we went six in the morning um and it seemed to work out for us and just you know uh 
to adapt and do all these different things and, and, and come out, you know, victorious on the on the Friday night, you know, and beat some quality opponents. So um, we feel pretty good right now, but we're, you know, we're far from where we need to be. You sort of stole my thunder on my next question. I, um, Folsom, as they come to town, they're clearly NorCal's top, you guys are clearly NorCal's top game of the week on paper. And last year you went up there and hung tough for maybe a little over a half. Um, but you, as you mentioned, it was, it was your first game of the year. And yeah. uh, it was their third you guys are kind of on even footing this year. How how do you feel like this team is more prepared to face Folsom this year than it was last year? Well, there's nothing better than, than game than game experience, um, and we're pretty we're pretty senior heavy. We got some uh, you know we got the young guys too that are but we you know kind of a senior laden team, um, and just I mean three games under your belt. I mean that's that's three games of, of all special teams. That's three games of you know uh, dealing with adversity. You know when you when you go into your first game. You know, uh, it's you know you got a lot of kinks you got to work out. So and and I think that we have and you know we know the things that we you know we're we're watching film against you know live opponents and somebody else and uh, I just think the experience you know that we that we need need to gain through all this you know we got it in three games. So I mean obviously there's going to be more, but um, it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know they're they're a good they're a good football team man really good. Vic, uh, mm. you said the heat was unbearable. Do you always have to bring the bears into everything that you talk about? I was just curious. <laughs> you know what? I could all of you know if everybody knows I'm a big, I'm a huge Chicago Bear fan, and for just the fact that we finally have a coach and have some discipline and have some. You know, I, and I did, I really didn't gloat too much. You know, I'm all a 49er fans. And my, my, my girlfriend's a 49er fan, her whole family. I just, it was, it was just nice. Didn't look, it didn't start out very well, but. Um, it's not where you, fi- it's no. not where you start, it's where you finish. Yeah, that's, that's true. So I, I have a question for you. Um, it's, it's no secret, uh, number one, that you have one of the best quarterbacks, you know, I would say in California, in Jade Rashada. And it's also as as if I've seen Folsom play Monterey Trail and Sarah, the I think right now the Achilles heel, I'm sure Folsom would agree, is they've been, you know, teams can run on them. So as a coach, you have such a, a great quarterback, but then you're looking at a team that looks a little susceptible to the run. Do you just as a coach go like, you know, let's try to work on their weakness, or you just kind of look at it and go, hey. I got Jade Rashada. This is what we do. We're going to throw the ball. And, you know, if there runs their weakness, that's just not what we do as an offense. Or do you sometimes think like, you know, this is something we want to maybe work on a little bit more this week? Well, I mean, I would, if you ask any coach, I mean, everybody would love to be balanced. And, and I think that, you know, we, we, uh, we throw the ball quite a bit and, and, but a lot of our stuff is, you know, it's all the same concepts. Everybody runs a lot of the same concepts. Uh, they're kind of like long handoffs. So that our backs catch a lot of passes. Um, uh, would I like to run more? Uh, I would. Um, but, you know, we got, we got guys, our, our talent is on, is on the outside. And we got a good little sophomore running back um, who's, you know, Eli, Elijah Bow is, is, you know, does a good job. I think that the, our, it's easier for us to pass block um, we do a pretty good job in protection and I think the run game is coming. So I, I would, I would definitely like to run the ball more. I know it just, you know, just 
and help set up, open up some passes. Because Jaden has is a tremendous arm talent. I mean, his his accuracy on his deep throws and, and the things that he can do, he can you know he makes all the NFL throws. So he's you know you have something like that, and you have you know the weapons we have on the outside and the receivers. Um, it's kind of you know I'd like to run the ball a little bit more, but you know we we have what we have, so we kind of adapt to you know, what our personnel dictates us what to do. Are, are you concerned at all by the fact that if you throw the ball, that it's going to lengthen the game and that running the ball maybe shortens the game with Folsom's offense? Is that a consideration at all in your mind? Of course. But like I said, a lot of our passes are underneath stuff and 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 the clock you know, still still runs. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I like to slow the game down. I mean, this is – you know, I stopped calling the offense. I don't know. I think like six years ago when we when we changed over to this Tony Franklin system and did all this stuff. And you know, I was a huddle up guy. And then you know, what's what's the hurry? But now it's this kind of the kind of you know got Jimmy Shipes, our offensive coordinator now, and all, all this you know air raid and this kind of stuff. So I kind of let the the young guys go with it, and I I kind of manage everything. But you know, they they run it though. It, it's different. We actually we've had more more yards rushing um, with this new offense than, than we, you know, deal with the old offense, but we, you know, but our volume of plays is so much more. So, right. but that is good. I mean, I, yeah, you, Folsom's offense is, is potent. And quite honestly, looking at their secondary, they're, they're, they're very disciplined in, in their secondary and their defensive line gets after it. I mean, you know, they, I'm watching the Edison game anyway. I know it's Edison, but you know, it's, uh, they, they get after it. And, you know, watching them against Sarah, they're, they're pretty disciplined in their secondary. And, you know, they're well coached. So uh, what Vic is saying, Ben and Chase, is that, like, settle in, because this could be like a Yankees-Boston Red Sox game where it's <laughs> going to go three hours and 55 minutes. because the And the game's gonna, starting later. The ball's going to be in the air a lot this Friday night. Okay. Perfect. Chase is covering, so uh, this has no effect on me whatsoever. The this game's at 7.30, actually, too. It's, it's huh? going to be televised by Flow Sports. Um, so to accommodate them, we're, we're at the 7.30 kickoff. Perfect. I love Fantastic. it. More time for me to get the Mecca beforehand. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> um, this seems like as good a place as any to uh, throw shout-outs because Coach Scheip, as you referenced, is calling the offense for Pittsburgh. Coach Ramirez leading one of the region's best defenses this year. So uh, we always like to show the assistant coaches some love here. Um we are intrigued to pick both your brains about navigating letdown games. And and Coach Gal, you had to deal with it last week after the big win over Liberty. And and Coach Edson, I want to start with you because over the years, De La Salle has pretty regularly had to come off of a big game, whether it's out of state or closer to home, and then come back to league play against a team where you were a big favorite. In, in your mind as a coach, is there any trick to avoiding a letdown? Well, um, I think the best trick you can have is what Vic talked about is having a senior laden team. That, I think if you have younger kids, um, it's it's a lot harder because just the maturity level. The the seniors have a sense of urgency about them because they realize it's their their last year. And what Vic did too, which is really hard, and you'll be the first to tell you, it's really hard to go on the road like to San Diego or out of state and then you come back. That's a really tough letdown especially at the beginning of practice uh, during the week. It, it's just hard to get those guys back up again because there's so much emotion in, involved in traveling. But if you have some mature kids on your team or kids that 
are, you know, have the the goals in mind, you know, what they want to, they want to be undefeated or, you know, this is, they want to change things around from the year before that makes it a little easier. But when you're out, we're at home, it's a lot easier. Vic will tell you that than having to play a letdown game on the road. That's a big difference. Vic, how did you deal with it last week? You guys, uh, and that was a good opponent that you were coming back to play in Cal High. Um, but uh, how did uh, how did you deal with it coming back off that big win over Liberty? Well, I'm going to attribute the big win uh, against Liberty to the big loss against Liberty of Bakersfield last year because I think we learned our lessons. We we were expecting last year in in the state playoffs. We we thought that maybe Liberty was going to come to us. Um, but the travel and the last minute putting everything together um, and we were, you know, we we're in the hotel and our kids were in the hot tub and swimming and they just, it just, it was, you know, after, after the big uh, uh, NCS title game, uh, we had a, we, you know, we had a, a big win against Clayton. And then uh, that was kind of a letdown. It's like, you know, th- that was like, we arrived and here we got our stuff and we're going to Liberty and, 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 you know, the six-hour travel, spending the night, and our kids not taking it serious. So when we went to San Diego last week, we were like, we had every T crossed and every I dotted, and, and this, we said at UC San Diego, and we were in the dorms, no parents, no, the kids, the players were not allowed to leave the, not allowed to leave the campus, not even our little area where we stayed, unless, you know, we did our trip to Camp Pendleton, which was awesome. The, 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 if, if People haven't done the honorable or have an opportunity. Um, uh, Rick Rick Sutter and, and Mark Soto, the, the awesome, awesome experience. Um, but and it helps when you get a win too. But <laughs> no, nah, but just like we we learned our lesson and we kind of you know read read the you know the players' riot act and 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 really referenced the year before and 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 the guys were good. No one got in any trouble. We were where we were supposed to be. We were at meetings. We were. We did everything, you know, we did everything right. And then, you know, went and played a, a really good football game. Um, and then coming back, I mean, you know, we knew Cal High was going to be good. Um, and it was, where, you know, we kept talking about a trap game because I know everybody's, you know, talking about Folsom, 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 nothing, man. We got, we got a formidable opponent this week, just adjusting to the six o'clock in the morning, which were re- really good practices. Um so it was good. Um, I, I think that we made, you know, we had more penalties than I wanted to have um, in the Cal game. We got to clean some stuff up. But um, for the most part, I, I think the, the players handled it, you know, really well. Uh, we got to stay up, man. This is this, this a new it's a new era for me, man. I, I'm not I'm an old school guy. I don't like the social media. I have no social media. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Facebook. I don't do none, I don't do none of it. All my, you know, my young guys do all that stuff. I don't I just, and all these kids have it. And it's just like, you know, they start believing all the, all the, you know, all the press and all the stuff is don't, you know, don't get caught up in all that stuff, man. We, we got to go out and play. People aren't just going to lay down for you. So coach Galley, you may have heard that it's been tough sledding for coach Edson when it comes to picking games early in the season. We're, we're thinking about offering him some who wants to be a millionaire style lifelines this week. Any chance you want to be his phone a friend? Uh, maybe I, I, I don't want to make any enemies here. Go ahead. He didn't, you know, I always said, I will yeah. say this great. It's a, it's, it's a, a good great point, idea. Vic. It's a good get, point. Getting, Cause I can make enemies. You, you're not a good idea for you. Absolutely. No, well, I have some two out there. I'm sure. But I will say this. 
I always said a long time ago, and I told Terry this a long time ago, and you, I'm glad you guys got him on the show, that he would be, I used to listen to KMB all, all the time. I said, Terry would be great. He reminded me, you know, got the, he had the razor voice, like like Ralph Barbieri, and then, you know, you had Pete Franklin back in the day doing all that stuff. I, Terry would be awesome because he it knows something about every sport, everything. So he's very, very well-rounded um, guy. So that's uh, awesome having him on the show. I must tell my one little story when Terry was the head JV coach when I when I played back in '82 at Dale Sound and back in the day those the coaches used to they used to suit up um, and they oh used to practice with us for the week. Now Lad Lad was a stud, you know Lad played at, at San Jose State and then you know he Lad used to be out there cracking. So uh, so people were afraid of Lad. So Terry you know he had his he had his uniform on so he was practicing with the varsity. And I, I forget, he went up for a pass and I, I nailed him in his back and he never let me forget it. He, you know, he called me a cheap shot for years. I gave him a nice shot though. I don't think, I don't know how many times he suited up after that. But, uh, <laughs> you remember that? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, how we got away with things, we get sued today. Oh yeah, no, down no. A, Vic no, was no. right. Lad was still like, he was benching still like close to 300 back then. Yeah, he could hold yeah. his own. Yeah, I was just a little pipsqueak yeah. wide receiver that, that was fun yeah you can't do that no more <laughs> but i got my shot in on terry so you know but wow that made my that made my year <laughs> well it's there you uh, have it it made his year i made his year see what i did yeah. what an inspiring coach i was uh, that is the perfect way to segue out they're going to have a year together a football and nfl season together co-managing and trying to coexist uh for chase and i we're content to listen to these stories and see Coach Galley again on Friday night at 7.30 at Pirate Stadium, Folsom in Pittsburgh. Buy your tickets in advance. Get there and get parking in advance. This is going to be a big one, and we thank Coach Galley for uh, joining us this week. Hey, before we go off, though, I have to say one thing. Vic, I'm like 2-9 and nine in picks, and I was going to pick right. you. Do you want me to pick Folsom because, you know, you're my partner? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I like because well, well, Darren picked against us in in, in at uh, San in San Diego. So I don't know. I I like when people pick against us. So it kind of gives us a little motivation, I guess. Go ahead, pick what you pick what you feel. Oh, right. okay. Well, I'm just saying I'm horrible right now, <laughs> so I just don't want to jinx you. That's all. Oh man. Well, I don't know. I know it's going to be a good one. I know we're going to be prepared. I know they will too. So I know it's a game people are looking forward to. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. Best of luck this week. Yeah, good Thank luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. So can I quote outgoing Cal broadcaster Joe Starkey for a second? What a bonanza that was. <laughs> I think based on that that segment alone, people should expect to listen to our outtake show at the end of the season. You have no idea, people. You have no idea. 100%. Uh, um, for as much fun as that was, here comes the cooler. Chase, tell the people what they need to know. <laughs> Thanks for the buildup, Ben. Here we go. Well, let's obviously start by thanking Pittsburgh coach Victor Galley, as well as Coach Edson, for joining us. We build Seven Friday Night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of those platforms, search for Seven Friday Night, and please rate and subscribe. Each of our episodes also get their own dedicated page on Sports Stars Magazine's web home, sportstars.com.
mag.com. You can stream the episode there, find links to the various other platforms, and check out a variety of bonus items that we tend to include. Also, follow the show on Twitter at, at SportsStarsPods, and you should also be following SportsStars Magazine at, at SportsStarsMag. That's where you'll get all the latest updates on upcoming guests and more. Our cover art features photography and designed by yours truly. Our theme music was produced by Dustin Phillips, who performs in multiple bands in the Sacramento area. All right, so that wraps this up. How about some final thoughts for this week? Final thoughts, final thoughts. Uh, I think we're starting to figure things out finally. You know, there's that moment every season where teams start to do what you think they're going to do. And I think we may be about at that point. So, you know, we recalibrate. And we attack the rest of the season with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, Chase. Uh, I also want to close by saying that while we focused a bit on the NFL this week, next week is for the colleges. Saturdays are for the colleges, Chase, because my Golden Bears are headed to South Bend for a date with the Golden Domers, Notre Dame. If somehow they can pull out a victory, well, next week's show could be a little spicy. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> My enthusiasm meter might hit a all new level. So we'll see. Two and O Bears, Owen two uh fighting Irish. You never know. Crazier things have happened. It's all happening, fans. It's all happening. Uh we will be back on Thursday to uh to put our picks in and put ourselves out on that limb again so that it can break and we can all fall. Hopefully you come and join us then. And uh you know what, Ben? You turned it around. I was rather bummed to start this recording. And see that the high school football was soup for the soul. If we are, if I am the positive one for the rest of the season, we are in serious, serious trouble. Oh, Lord help us if Seattle wins next week, though. <laughs> no, we mustn't think it. All right. We'll see you Thursday, fans. Peace. Come on, man. Show some Zoom skills, Gally. Get off mute. Show your face. Let's go.